So today is the fourth day of the meditation retreat that you're coming here to train in the Kamatana, developing your meditation object. Kamatana means a place uh, of work. It's a foundation where we need to put work into. We need this important foundation. So they say it's a Satipatthana, which is the foundations of mindfulness. It's a place where we need our mindfulness to work, to contemplate there. And so they separate it out in the body, the feelings, the mind, and Dhamma's mind objects. In our meditation, sitting meditation and walking meditation, we need to have mindfulness. When we're moving about, we going about our different postures, sitting, standing, walking, lying down, we establish and have mindfulness. When we're drinking, we're eating, we're speaking, we have mindfulness. When we're thinking, we have mindfulness. We see the body and the mind, and this is something we need to train in. The thoughts send a message to the brain and then to our nervous system in our body, and then there's movement. Uh, but this movement is uh, bound up with a sense of self. Mm. And if we don't have mindfulness, sati, then there will be feelings of a sense of self arising. So we need to develop mindfulness to be more continuous, to be present, and this will lead our minds to become peaceful. So this kamatana, this meditation object, that we're developing, we need to take it with us wherever we go. Wherever we go, we have it as well. When we're eating, we have that meditation object. And the monks, the lay people, the uh, bhikkhunis need to be meditation um, monks, meditation lay people, meditation bhikkhunis or practitioners that are determined and putting effort into developing mindfulness. When we do this, then we can make the minds peaceful. And the method for a formal meditation, when we sit meditation, we are aware of the in and out breath. It can be along with the meditation word, butto, put with the in breath, to with the out breath. And we are trying to develop mindfulness with it. For some people, they may control their breaths too much. And so then they can use the counting in pairs method with the breath. When the breath goes in, they count one. When the breath goes out, they count one. And the breath goes in, they count two. The breath goes out, they count two. And then that's the first pair, second pair. And then there's a third and fourth and fifth pair. And then they start again at one, counting again in pairs up to now six. They add another one. And then starting again. And if they uh, forget, then you can restart again at one and try to do this until you've reached the 10th pair. And in this way, this method can bring more ease of the mind and one doesn't control the breath. 
So then you can use this uh, as your meditation method. Uh, these methods are all trying to bring up mindfulness with the breath or with this present moment. When we're walking meditation, we can use the meditation repetition, Uto with the right foot, Dhammo, Sankho, or Kesa, Loma, Naka, Danta, Tacho as we're walking. Yesterday, there was someone who asked about walking meditation, about developing mindfulness there. Uh, and they could repeat uh, the meditation word bones, uh, ati, ati bones, uh, three times. Uh, sorry, I keep repeating that as your meditation repetition. And this way, then the mind can be peaceful, and then one uh, is able to see the skeleton even while walking meditation. That is, if the mind becomes peaceful. And there was one venerable. A monk in the time of the Buddha, and they could use the meditation repetition atikang atikulang as as their object for their minds, and they're able to develop peacefulness to the level where they could enter jhana from that. And there was a husband and wife who had an argument, and the wife left uh, away from home, and the wife passed by this uh, this monk. And later the husband tried to follow looking for the wife and asked the monk, did you see my wife walking past here? And the monk said he didn't see the wife. He only saw a skeleton walking past. And so he was that skilled at developing this meditation object. But in the beginning, we may be quite in a rush to develop our meditation uh, we want it quickly, just like a, a young uh, child or a baby that's born and maybe they see uh, someone walking or running an adult and they want to be like them, but they just can't. Or a child who sees someone finish university and they want to study to that level, uh, they also can't. They need to go through primary school, secondary school and develop themselves to that level. And so they need to have patient endurance, and in the practice, you need a lot of patient endurance. Uh, you need to develop mindfulness to look over and take care of the mind, to not have, uh, keep it away from liking and disliking, attraction and aversion. And this is the path that one will see the Dhamma. And so we will go about our life and receive uh, sense impressions, a Ramana, and our mind will waver when it experiences this. It'll waver towards uh, liking or disliking. And so we need to meditate and practice. And sometimes we meditate and there'll just be so much defilements there that we're just not able to settle the mind down. No meditation object is working for us. Then we should use the mindfulness of death. Uh, we can reflect and contemplate that life must end in death. Life is uncertain, but death is certain. We must die. Life will end in death. We must die for sure. We must die for sure. Ultimately, life uh, will end. There will be nothing left. We must die. And contemplating like this, the mind can be brought to peace. <coughs> <coughs> and so... Uh, if we're 
able to, then we use this method in order to bring the mind to peace. And one day we may see someone who's died and we contemplate then that life is uncertain and peace can arise. There's not really anyone there. There's not really anyone that dies. Um, and this is because we, the mind has been brought to peace through the meditation object. There's no thinking there. But after that, there may be some proliferations that begin again. It starts to arise. Um, but then we start to think, sorry, we start to think that, oh, there's a person there that's died. Uh, so our perceptions, our conventions start to come back. But here, because of that peace, then the wisdom arises and we understand that, oh, actually it's no one there that's really died. And then with this understanding, the mind is bright. There's feelings of rapture and joy, fullness of mind arising. And one sees into the truth of Dhamma. There's no one who really dies. It's simply just conventions. Uh, we just talk of conventions. And so when the Dhamma arises like this, it's very amazing. So you need to keep training yourself and make it continuous. You already have a lot of merit. One may develop merit by building uh, uposita halls or viharas and, and maybe even very big ones. Uh, but the merit that comes from our bhavana, our meditation, developing the mind is a great amount of merit. So we need to have effort in the practice. This is important. We also have this quality of patient endurance. And so having this effort is then practicing within the Noble Eightfold Path, this practice of developing uh, our mindfulness, our samadhi, our wisdom. Uh, we need to have uh, effort and determination. It is normal that we have thoughts that are good thoughts. Sometimes we have a lot of bad thoughts but we need to understand about our thoughts. The practice is to uh, abandon wrongdoing, abandon the unskillful, to develop merit. And these bad thoughts, we don't want to have them, but that not wanting is tanha, it is a craving, a desire. We only want to have good thoughts arise but is that possible? We just have to understand about what is unskillful, what is unskillful actions, unskillful speech, and then we don't do those things. And this is staying within sila, the, pre, the morality precepts. And so it is the defilements that take us in a deluded way. We're not able to only have meritorious and good thoughts Sometimes there will be uh, thoughts, mental states, su such as jealousy, ill will, dissatisfaction uh, towards the things that we experience, uh, the things that we see and hear, touch, taste, uh, and contact, or things we may develop uh, attraction and liking towards uh, these sense objects that we experience. And this is normal. And so we should see it as being something normal. There are 
good thoughts arising and there are also bad thoughts arising. So we just have mindfulness to look after our minds and uh, to look over these good thoughts or bad thoughts. If they're bad thoughts, then we abandon them. If they're good thoughts, then we can practice with them. But in the beginning, they will come to disturb us a lot. Uh, we don't like to have them there um, because we are scared of anything unskillful or bad. Uh, and this is because we don't yet have wisdom. Venerable Ajahn Chah would compare it to like something that we eat, maybe a, a piece of uh, meat or fish. Uh, we only eat the flesh, but the bones are of no use to us, and so we just throw them away. So in the same way, if we have bad thoughts, uh, unskillful thoughts, we should throw them away. Don't keep them in the heart. Because uh, when these thoughts arise, they're imbued with a sense of self. We take them as being my thoughts and we attach to those thoughts. So good thoughts, we like to have them. The bad thoughts, we don't like to have them. But we need to train our minds. We need to teach our minds. Uh, and the mind that has been well trained will bring us happiness. And we understand uh, the Dhamma, that all things are anatta, they are not self, they're emptiness, inherently empty. Uh, or emptiness is within everything. But it is the delusion of the mind that sees those things as being me and mine. And so we have this very strong sense of self. We really uh, want uh, have and have desire for things. And this brings up a lot of greed, a lot of anger, a lot of delusion arises in the mind um, and the mind is uh, lowered then with the defilements present. So we need to endure when we have a lot of defilements coming up in the mind because there isn't yet wisdom uh, arising, the asamati is not well established. So we need then to put in effort in the practice. Uh, it is that in the beginning there won't be much strength of the path factors of maga, our sila, samadhi and panya, this moral conduct, concentration and wisdom may still be weak. And when the mind becomes lowered, uh, the mind's strength is lowered, then we do need to endure that. But however it is, never mind. It's like we're going against the defilements and the defilements have a lot of strength. It's like a five-year-old child who was going to fight against a 30-year-old, would that child have any chance of winning? But that five-year-old child can develop themselves. They can grow up bigger and gain more strength. And so the mind is like a child. It needs someone to look after it and to take care of it. Because even without someone to look after that child, uh, in, in one minute, that child could uh, receive harm and dangers or even die. And so the mind needs to have mindfulness or the one that knows looking over it. Otherwise, it'll go off to different uh, sensual impressions, experiences. And there's just a lot of sense of self that's coming up. So we need to have mindfulness and we develop mindfulness in our formal meditation practice when we're sitting and walking and we're building up our strength of mindfulness. And this will carry on to our daily life 
when we go about doing things, we'll have more strength of mindfulness there. And in those times that there's a lot of uh, proliferation, a lot of restlessness, uh, we just reestablish our mindfulness anew. We start to uh, see and know more uh, into uh, the Dhamma. <coughs> uh, we can see more that the things around us, they exist only on a conventional level, but in reality, they don't really exist. It's like we're in a dream uh, and we think those things are real, but we wake up and all those things don't exist. They're, they're, they're not really there. And so this is like our experiences. They're, it's like a dream. It's anatta, it's not self. When the mind contemplates this, then the mind can uh, be brought to have uh, emptiness arise. So we can use our wisdom and contemplate in order to bring samadhi concentration to arise. When we have good concentration samadhi, then we're able to contemplate uh, and see more into the truth, and then our suffering will reduce. And this is the correct practice, the practice of keeping the mind away from liking and disliking. <clears throat> 